0: Hi, this is Brennan Davis from Bedrock Games and the Bedrock Blog, and I'm here with Joel Clark for another episode of Wusha Workshop, and today we're talking about Zodiac Fighters. This is a 1978 film that stars Polly shang Quan, who also starred in the uh, 18 Bronze Men and in the, dr- the original Dragon Inn movie, and this movie, it's, it's kind of an odd sort of quirky film that's got a really light tone at times, and it's a little bit hammy, wouldn't you say, Joel? Would you say that hammy is a way to describe this movie?
1: Um, I don't even know if "hanny" is the right word. I mean, like, it does get a little goofy, but I think I, it's almost—I guess it's a comedy, <laughs> and um, uh, yeah, it's—it's it's a strange blend because it's—it's it's like at the very kernel of it, like, the very core of this movie, it's straight up a wuxia movie. Like, all the stuff is there. You've got, like, yeah. a princess who has been, like, what, abdicated her throne. You've got, like, plots going on. You've got elemental-themed bad guys yeah. of a, whole like, martial underworld. But then, like, over that, you've got all this goofy, weird, wacky stuff going on. So it's, it's a wusha comedy.
0: And, uh, and it's basically, the basic storyline is, uh, Poly Kwan plays, uh, a, a professional mourner, right? who. Mm-hmm sort of through a series of things that feel like they're liberally drawn out of Louis Cha stories like sword stain with Royal blood and condor heroes and, uh, those kinds of, uh, those kinds of advancements for getting a character to be, uh, more and more powerful as the story goes on. She, what is it? She stumbles into a cave and she basically finds like a dead master. And because she buries his body, she, you know, you know, she's able to get his treasure, which is this heartbreak sword, and then she has to take it to Heartbreak Girl. And Heartbreak Girl takes her to a cave where there are all these, like, entrances to different uh, zodiac themed martial arts. And all of them have been explored except for the dragon. And because she has the heartbreak sword, she's able to cut through the entrance and go in there for a year and train. And she goes from being this professional mourner who doesn't really know Kung Fu to being this magnificent dragon martial art practitioner. And, uh, and then the woman, Heartbreak Girl, who introduced her to the the, the chambers, asks her to go and get revenge and for the, you know, the murder of her family and stuff. And to, to help her defeat this guy named Sandshark, who's taken over the, the area that uh, Heartbreak Girl is from, that her father used to control. And, and so it all kind of culminates with this big battle with Sandshark on the beach, essentially. And there's a bunch of stuff that leads up to it. And a lot of comedic stuff, like Joel was saying. So, that's the basic film. I don't know, Joel. What did you think about the movie?
1: Uh, this this was a really fun movie to watch. Uh, it it really was. Uh, and as you were mentioning to me before uh, before we started watching this, the Amazon the Amazon version is a very bad transfer from a VHS. That's yeah. not in widescreen. Like, so it's been cropped for an old screen. So, because I actually have a widescreen TV, there's these two black bars on the sides. When I was watching the thing, but even like looking at it through that sort of like smudged, imperfect lens, this movie was colorful. It was it was vibrant. It was it was energetic and fun. That there, it was there was a lot of unexpected elements to it, and it it was well paced. That I liked a lot of the characters in it. It was great. Um, I wouldn't call this like a standout hit. Like it's not quite Gonzo enough for my totally zany taste. Um, and it doesn't have quite the emotional depth of some of the movies we've watched, but uh, there were a lot of times when I was reminded of some of the better ones, like uh, the Brave Archer series, yeah. like this connective tissue with uh, some of the stuff in there. So, uh, I, I mean, thumbs up for me. It's a really good
2: movie.
0: Yeah, I, I, I like this movie, and I, th- I think Pauly Kwan really shines in it. I think she's the one that kind of helps carry the film, and, and it's and part of what makes the movie work is actually that lighter tone that you're talking about, because... She's really just doing, she's all over the map emotionally, right? Like she's just kind of like, that's why I said hammy because her performance is not a realistic portrayal of a person. It's a little bit more stagey and, and, and there's a yeah. lot more comedy injected into it, yeah, it's, uh, but it's charming. It's a very charming performance.
1: Yeah, it's got a real kind of early Jim Carrey vibe, which is why I think that this is probably a comedy movie. Like she's almost almost a clownish character, like you said, because she's she is theatrical. Yeah. And uh, but she's got like this like genuine vibrancy to everything she does. So even when she's like sad or mourning or going through some of those, like she even does like the refuse the call scene and everything. The whole thing, she has the same kind of energy that really just connects her through the whole movie. Yeah. yeah, she, She does a lot of heavy lifting in this one.
0: And I think also her her stature helps with that because because it's comedy. It's sort of like, you know how like John Cleese was funny because he's so unbelievably tall and skinny? Do you know what I mean? Like, that added to his humor. And she's so short, but she's so, like... She's a presence. Yeah, she's got, like, a presence. And she's kind of feisty, and she's, like, there's, like, this... It just, it's there's a lot of energy in everything she's doing. And so it, it really adds to the humor. And, uh and 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 you can kind of see that if you go back to Dragon Inn you know you can sort of see it there you know what i mean it's it's a, that's a much more subdued performance because it's a king Who movie you know it doesn't it doesn't quite get into the the zany you know stuff that this one does but you can definitely see some of those personality traits in Dragon Inn i think um and and yeah so um so i don't know, what what did you think of the bad guy. Let's start there. What did you think of the Sand Shark villain and his palanquin with the uh, the the shark heads that fired? I, I
1: gotta tell you, I, I loved that 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 palanquin. It
0: was amazing because like
1: I don't I didn't suspect it would go that far, you know? Because mm-hmm. the guy shows up and he already looks pretty goofy, and he's he's getting carried on a palanquin with sharks on it. And you're like, okay, clearly this is Sand Shark. Yeah, I wasn't prepared for him to be in the movie. I, I wasn't. Because he shows up in, the, like, the last ten minutes. And until then, our main villains, our main antagonists, have been these five elemental warriors who are yeah. just really fun. There's, again, there's some echoes of the Brave Archer series. And the, they've got, like, the, the North Star stance thing going on where they're sort of fighting tandem. Yes. There's also elements of Five Element Ninja. Because, uh, of course, they all have the element themes. Uh, but, but yeah, those those were our main bad guys for the whole movie. and They're just walking around with these total badasses. And then they they finally get vanquished like ten minutes of the end of the movie, and I'm like, okay, they're gonna find a way to sort of put a bow on this, and then here comes Sand Shark with this with a shark palanquin just strut, like legit struts around the corner, and I was like, okay, movie, you're on. Yeah, uh, the palanquin is amazing. Like, first of all, it looks just unbelievably pimp. Second of all, it shoots out giant crab claws that are also like the hook shot from Zelda. And they just skewer people, and it's fantastic. And not only can it do that one time, it can do it like a dozen times before it runs out of the claws.
0: And the shark mouths shoot off. And the sharks themselves, themselves shoot off, right? It's... It just keeps getting
1: stupider. Because yeah. it's he shoots out the claws, and I was like, okay, so he's got some tricks in there. Then he shoots out shark mouths, like bullets, and he runs out of those, so he's like, all right, time to pull out the big sharks. He hits a button, and <laughs> the stupid toy shark shootout. Like it's an episode of the '60s Batman. Well, shark. they're
0: like the sharks are chasing people through the air <laughs> along the beach. It's like they're they're going well beyond the what you would expect them to do from being fired from that platform. It's
1: stupid, yeah. and like these they sound like motorcycles coming at them, like yeah. brr. Yeah. Remember they were chasing the big guy. <laughs> He's
2: running for the. Shark
0: but it was uh and that was Lolier who played Sand Shark, by the way so he's like a classic villain actor.
2: Him? oh my yeah.
0: god. Oh, wow. That makes it so much better for me, Brendan. I, I thought see when they get to the beach, my first thought was, "Oh yeah, this is definitely a low budget movie." You know, when the final when you get a final beach fight, you know that like that's usually a sign that's the, why like they his, ran out of money. Yeah. yeah, like they're not doing it in a, in a in a in a in a in a in a manor house or in a you know in like a really scenic sort of set. They're doing it on. They just went to the beach and you know everybody he just kind of thought
1: that's a set. But uh, these guys, they they ran out of money. Well, yeah, well here's what's they, funny.
0: They keep talking about the South, right? Like like the guy took over the South, and then when they get to the South, it's like literally the beach. It's like they literally like they just keep going until they get to the beach. Do you know what I mean? And that's,
1: Real far south. Yeah. Exactly how much did he take over. Well it, like a strip a coast.
0: But what was cool is all of that fades away the moment the the the, the shark platform gets rolled into view. Do you know what I mean? Because then you're like, oh this is awesome. Do you know what I mean? Like this is a this is a beach fight I want to see. You know? Um, I did want
1: to see this I didn't even know I wanted to see this beach fight, then I saw I, it.
0: Oh. I have a very specific personal reason for not generally liking beach fights, and it's because yeah. when I was a kid I, you know, when I was, I know I must've been like six or seven, I started hearing about Bruce Lee and how amazing he was. Right. And this was after he died. So there was all this, you know, all the kids were talking about how he died and and the, and the stories they told about his death were all a hundred percent not true. Um, but, but it added to the mystery and, and the interest. And so I was begging my mom to, you know, help me. I want to see Bruce Lee. I really need to see this Bruce Lee guy, ma. And And so, one night, my mom said that there was a Bruce Lee movie on TV, and I was all excited. And so, I saw the movie, and number one, I gotta say, the guy in this movie looks nothing like Bruce Lee. I don't know how this got marketed as a Bruce Lee movie. He looked absolutely nothing like him. He had this really horrific mustache, and the final scene took place on a beach and i and i don't think i've ever been able to find the movie since like i don't i haven't I, if i have i i didn't recognize it because my memory is not accurate or something but i just remember some guy being choked out with like a pair of nunchucks or something on the beach or some kind of garrote wire and it was just not it was not um uh it was it was not a bruce lee movie and so ever since then whenever i see a beach fight scene, I feel that same sense of disappointment that I felt when, when i when I realized by the end of that film that I had not been watching a Bruce Lee movie. Um so so yeah, so that's my that's my very specific reason for kind of having it in for beach fight scenes. But uh so let's talk oh go ahead No go ahead.
1: Now you got a point about the beach fights so though. That that's like the hallmark of a crappy movie. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's kind of like oh, we're just gonna go out with cameras on the beach, and we're gonna you know we're gonna shoot this thing. Um, I say that, but like little to Death technically
1: ended in a beach fight.
0: Yeah, but that was a really cool beach fight. I I did. I was not thinking beach fight. They were up on the rocks. Do you know what I mean yeah, that, that was, was a
1: cliffside? Fight. Yeah, that doesn't count.
0: Yeah, that's that's different. And and also like in 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 Lady Snowblood, there's a scene on the beach where she kills somebody. That's different too. You know, when the beach is, is chosen because that's what they wanted, that's different than when it's chosen because that's where they had to do it. Do you know what I mean?
1: Yes, I concur. No, what were you saying earlier? I didn't mean to interrupt you there with the whole beach fight. Oh,
0: oh I was just saying, um, so what? let's talk about the five elemental uh, characters there. What, what did you think of them?
1: Their costuming was on point, man. Yeah. I love their hats. Because like they had those, um, like, what you think about? You think about like a traditional Chinese like straw hat, mm-hmm. but like they came down over their face and they had freaking visors, and it yeah. made them look unexpectedly badass. Yeah, so yeah. that was rad. Uh, I I really liked their their little shuffle attack. It looked a little bit dumb, but at the same time, it looked like it probably would work. You know, where they kind of, like, huddled together and sort of, like, shuffled in unison so that you couldn't get a good, good, like, stance against them. I like that whenever they first fought our our dragon protagonists, that nobody unsheathed their swords at all until the very end. They were just whacking each other with the scabbards. Mm. Um, I I really loved, like, the vibrancy of their uniforms. I thought they were really menacing. Uh, They were great. I I love them. I got to steal them for something.
0: Yeah, you know they are totally stealable. Those guys, those guys are a very stealable crew. Um, what do you think of Heartbreak Girl?
1: Uh, is is not that's not our antagonist, right? No, no, that's
0: the that's the woman who showed her the Zodiac Cave and and all that. Yeah,
1: the opposed princess. Um, she was she was like one of the most wuxia elements of this movie. Like oh, yeah. she was like straight out of like Come Drink with Me or something like that. You know, yeah. uh, she was very wuxia. You know, she she had like. The passion She had an illness of her for learning Kung Fu. She had a fake out death, even like she, she, she would have been the romantic uh, lead. If this had been cast with a male character as the hero, because yeah. yeah. it wasn't, she had like a totally different vibe, even though she was the same character.
0: Yeah. And that, uh, I like that. Yeah. That's kind of interesting. Cause it was a totally different relationship as a result. And because it's a female led movie, you know they didn't they didn't go there and so it, uh, yeah i mean her whole and they call her heartbreak girl i guess because a lot of men fall in love with her and end up with a broken heart the master in the cave who who uh paulish Quan gets all of her martial arts or, not, or gets the heartbreak sword from mm-hmm. he dies there because he's dying i guess he's broken hearted over heartbreak girl so mm-hmm. um so it's kind of an interesting character is inter- you know oh. it,
1: there's even a scene like when they go to the inn and the innkeeper is supposed to like is renowned for her beauty. And when she finally comes out, like the the rejoinder uh, of our of our protagonist is, hey, Heartbreak girl's way better looking than you, you jerk. And
0: uh, again, that was a the, great this, scene, by the way, too. That was a really great scene. Because so so the whole thing is the setup for this scene is <clears throat> first you see the guys at the table talking about this inn. And how wonderful the rooms are, how wonderful the wine and the food is, and how beautiful the hostess is. And the guys are being kind of naughty and they're talking about how the moment you see this woman, I'll tell you she's so sexy, you'll have all these thoughts, you know? you'll have all these dreams. And they, just, and they go on for a while about this. And then you see uh, Pauly Kwan kind of bang her fist on the table, maybe a little bit drunk. And she says, I think this place is terrible. The food is bad. The wine is bad. And the hostess, and then the hostess chimes in, is like, yes, what about me? And she starts walking down the stairs. And she's like, well, really, you're not that great. You know, you're not, you're nothing special, basically. And, and then the hostess is like, you know what? Like, yeah, the food here is bad. I do water down my wine. And I really want to know why these guys are still all hanging out here. So it was a really interesting dialogue. It was, you know, and 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 it wouldn't have it wouldn't have. Oh, was that? It's one of the many things that surprised
1: me about this movie that I was just delighted by. You know, it doesn't go the way you'd think.
0: Well, and I think it would have been a different exchange if the Pauly quan character had been a man. Do you know what I mean? Because
1: yeah, cuz that would have been a romantic rival. But the weird thing is, like, the dialogue wasn't that far off from that because, like, again, the 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 rejoinder is that this girl that gave me this stuff is better looking than you, which is what a male protagonist would have said it, it's really a, quite peculiar <laughs> so
0: no that's true and and it's um yeah I don't know I I, I think it, it but that that scene to me is one of the best scenes in the movie I, I, a, I really I really get a kick out of that scene when I see it
1: I, I mean nothing at top of getting chased by sharks from the shark palanquin scene that yeah. oof. I didn't. Uh, I wasn't prepared for that level of comedy. No. That was amazing.
0: Now let's talk about when Heartbreak Girl and her servant kill themselves by jumping out of the house when the the Five Element guys arrive. Right? Um, what did you think I, of that? Because they jump out and presumably drop to their desk. and then and then when uh, Sand Shark shows up, he's like, "Well, actually, I was just waiting there because I knew that I knew that the because." Essentially, he thought that the, the, the woman who ran the inn is like one of his subordinates, and he thought that she was going to try to have Heartbreak Girl killed or something, and so he yeah, went there. Just,
1: it huh? seems like the five element guys work for her or closely with her, and that she can kind of control them a little bit.
0: Yeah, I think so- she, I, my sense was she's his subordinate, and she kind of directs the five element guys. That was my impression.
1: Yeah, it's kind of and I. By the way, I love that. I, I love when there's weird tears and relationships. That's like another wonderful thing about Wusha uh, structure is that you get to have these interesting relationships between these different like groups and characters. So I'm, I really dig that stuff.
0: It it made uh, the hostess a more interesting character because she's really trying to position herself. She wants to be like the queen of the south, right? Like she wants to be this guy's uh, wife, presumably. Uh, and he what does he decide to do? Make he puts he puts her in charge of the kitchen. Is, yeah,
1: is, he just completely yeah. is like because no he's to in that. love with Heartbreak Girl.
0: So it's uh, you know, so Heartbreak Girl's heartbreak spreads far and wide. Do you know what I mean it ripples and affects <laughs> everybody? To her name. I, I just love that that's the case. I love that like it's not just the men who are heartbroken. This 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 hostess They're... is also heartbroken because she's not able to be with the man that she. Do you know what I mean? Because of Heartbreak Girl's beauty. So,
1: it... yeah, she's it's interesting that she is like the second fiddle. You know that's that's a fascinating place to position uh, the character. I, really, there's a lot to appreciate in this movie. Um, but okay, so yeah, the, the the five element ninja, such as they are, show up, and uh, and they they deliver an ultimatum, basically for Heartbreak Girl to come back to the south and get back on her throne. Uh, and like, it's really not clear. Like, their offer seems like a reasonable one at the time, as as you're watching it, because. A lot of the nuance isn't apparent to you as an audience member. They're like, no, no, no. The, the Sand Sharks, he's a regent. He's not even trying to rule anything. He's a, he wants you to come home and stop abdicating your duties. And she's like, uh huh, I'm seeing through this. And she leaps out the window. Yeah. Uh, presumably to her death with this hilarious, like, slapstick World War Two bomb dropping sound. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> which I, I chortled out loud. I was like, what? Because it totally kills the dramatic tension of the scene when you hear. <laughs> outside and they're all like stone based like she is dead and i'm like
0: <laughs> yeah the sound well and the sound effects are in line with sort of the humor of the movie in a lot of a lot of cases um i think we're there's that's a, a subtle little, little wink
1: to the audience that you're not supposed to take this death seriously the characters are you're not
0: and uh w- what did you think of the zodiac concept the Zodiac fighter concept there are these you know these fighters that are each represent a different animal from the Chinese Zodiac Uh,
1: it meant that there were 12 characters that they had to additionally rope into this movie with the five characters that were already bad guys and the entire completely full cast that was already there It, it really was heavy lifting it was a lot of casting um it was fun it was really fun. I, w- I was in love with the pig guy. I-, I love fat but invincible characters. Like, I like the Blob and X-Men.
0: I, w- I was in love with Rabbit Fighter. That was my favorite. Her <laughs>
1: costume was
0: adorable.
1: <laughs> she had the little bunny ears and everything. Rat- was it the rat guy who was doing the burrowing?
0: I think so. And also, they, were, they kind of took on the personalities of the animals that they were. Like, when they show up at the inn the lady's like, well, all we have is, like, a horse stable. And they're like, oh, great, this is great, you know. We'll, a full we'll
1: stable, look. yeah. yeah. Um, so I I, liked, I actually liked it a lot. Uh, I, I liked it, and I feel like the movie should have gone just a little bit further and made the element guys have more of an element theme like Five Element Ninja did. Mm-hmm. Because I really want to see the Zodiac Warriors or the Zodiac Fighters fight the Five Element Ninja. You know, like, the, Well, and that's sort of what they right? did.
0: That was the idea is that the 12 can beat the five, right? That was... That yeah.
1: Was, Uh, And that was, it was neat. Uh, They were, they were characterful. They, they had sort of slapstick fighting style, but I, I did notice that like you had a clear stand in for like, like the monkey King and Pigsy and all those guys from the like, like they even did his makeup better than everyone else's. And I was like, ah, I see what you're doing. You're sneaking into monkey King. Mm -hmm. That's clever. So, um, so yeah, it, it was a lot of fun. And there's there's a scene near the end where they get a uh, snake, rabbit, monkey, and someone else. It was like sheep or someone like that. And uh, for some reason, they do this little like they do this little musical interlude. Uh, and the the girl, the the bunny girl, puts I hate to call her bunny girl, but I mean like that's what it is. She puts a reed flute to her lips and she starts blowing it, and a guitar starts playing like an electric guitar, <laughs> but like a '60s electric guitar, and it becomes this like psycho Billy freak out kind of, um, again, it reminded me of the Batman series from the sixties where they're just like everyone's dancing and partying and there's just this, this like 1960s tune going on in the back. So the, that was a fun little high point of the movie. I, again, wasn't anticipating it, but I
0: liked it. What, what, uh, what did you think of like the scholar character, the guy who was reading fortunes? Um, it's fun. Another funny character. Hmm. Cause
1: like at one point, it becomes apparent very quickly that he cannot fight. but he yeah. is reasonably well read and clever. so he's he's fun because he's present in like the whole movie, but he also sucks. but he's got like this, I don't know, it, he, I, outwits, love...
0: he outwits the five elements, right? doesn't he doesn't he pretend to know Kung Fu at one point because he heard of a move and and he's able to Im- imitate the stance with the help of two other guys. and so yeah, like
1: and like yeah, because uh, our dragon protagonist goes to fight them immediately, rushes off to the. And at first, she's whooping their asses individually, and they all gang up and use their special attacks, and they start beating her up. And, and so her friends are there with him, the this, this scholar that he's kind of found. And they're like, oh, he's smart. We'll bring him along. And he's like, oh, I heard of a kung fu technique called the mounted three beat the five on foot. And so he clambers on their shoulders, and they start charging at him, which looks ridiculous. But they take it seriously. They're like, oh, shit, that's the mounted three. Let's get out of here. Let's <laughs> get out. And they drop him because they don't know what they're doing. And and she gets up and she's really grateful. She's like, "Oh wow, thank you for saving me. You really would have you really would have killed them." He's like, "What? No, I just heard of that. <laughs> I don't know how to fight." And that was the moment I fell in love with the scholar character. I was like, "What a great character to put in this movie!" So he, he's he's fantastic, really. And I love the way he's like constantly like, "Ah, I'm going to explain this now." Then I'll think about it and explain sword. Some There's something about his presence that is just magnetic and it's yeah. so much fun yeah he's a
0: good character um how do you feel like this have you seen Polyquan kwan in any other movies or is this your first Polyquan kwan
1: movie uh, i think this is my first one i how, can't think of it so sorry how
0: you feel like would you like to see more is this is Ooh. this something where you keep, uh, keep name dropping
1: what was it dragon Inn is the one you keep talking about
0: yeah so dragon in is a great movie it is it stars Polyquan kwan it is not a polyquan movie, if that makes sense. Do you know what I mean? It's a great right. movie in its own right, but it's sort of like if you see a movie with with uh, with an actor who before they got really, well, no. Do you know what I mean? Oh um, yeah, we've seen some of those on this show even. She was um, in Eighteen Bronzman. Um, there's a bu- They have a bunch of her movies up on Prime right now, I believe. Uh, yeah, it's sort of a
1: polyquan movie because, like,
0: I-, I sort of like her the same way I like Adam West, where yeah. like.
1: I, I never felt like Adam West was a joke because when I was a kid, Adam West was Batman. You know, like before uh, uh before the Tim Burton Batman movie, that was Batman. Like yeah. Adam West was synonymous with him, and I never felt like he was stupid. You know, what I mean, he, the yeah. the show was really colorful and like obviously made for little kids, but like, well, it was I,
0: intentionally campy too. That was that stuff was intentional in the super, in the right. in, in the, the
1: sixties, like yeah. they knew they were being campy. Like yeah. it was it was a bunch of winks to the yeah. audience there
0: because it's
1: it's just part of the charm of the show. But like Adam West, he really pulled it off and he was a great lead and he was like charismatic. He was a good actor. And so like, I sort of like her in that same way where like, I don't feel like she was ever a joke in this. I just feel like she had the energy to be in the middle of a comedy and not tell a single joke and still be like a fun, fascinating part of the movie. Yeah. she
0: She really shines in a movie like this. She really like just has that, that there's something very magnetic about her. And I feel like this is a because this is obviously a low budget movie. This is not, you know, this is not a big budget film. And uh, I think a lot of actors might they might not enjoy themselves the way that she seemed to be enjoying herself. Do you know what I mean she she seemed genuinely to be invested in 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 playing this part and playing it the way that the tone of the film called for, and it just worked. And so and 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 and, it, and so I and and she's got a lot like she's a very good physical performer. Do you know what I mean? She's got that. Yeah. So, which uh, I think is why you mentioned Jim Carrey, probably. Yeah, it's it's not just presence. Like,
1: she's got a lot of, just, like, energy in her movements, and just, yeah. like, the way she takes over a stage is impressive. And, yeah, in a movie like this, this is a very low-trudget movie, and that means she is either, like, indefatigably enthusiastic, which is really, like, charming in its own right, or unfailingly professional, which is impressive in its own right, So, or some mix of the two. Yeah.
0: What what did you feel about the martial arts performances in this movie? How did you feel about the the, the kung fu and the fighting?
1: Mm, let me see. Some of it was actually really good. Uh, like, it's I not really, realistic.
0: Like, it's not it's not at all realistic. The the fighting in no, this movie. Uh, but I
1: mean, I don't really come to magical kung fu movies for realism. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I'm okay if it gets a little zany. And this this was a lot zany. But I mean, like. I did feel that it sort of lacked stakes, kind of like you would feel in a comedy movie where there's not really, like, a dramatic tension yeah. to it at all. So there is that. But as far as, like, like pulling it off and being entertaining fight scenes, like, there were. The, the brawl on the beach was really fun to watch. Um, the, the fight between her and the, the five element ninja guys, that was a really good fight. I mean, it was well acted. It was believable. Uh, again, it was a little kooky because yeah. she's like wearing the Green Ranger outfit, basically. I
0: thought that uh, that outfit I thought was really great, though. I liked that the F- Zodiac fighters all had outfits to match their animal. I thought yeah, that was kind of felt- cool. And it was, and it was, it, it was definitely an a historical type of outfit for you know, like th- this. This was they were really going for. We want to make a cool dragon outfit, and that's what they got. And uh, yeah. but what looked good was when the, when she was in that outfit doing the form. Right, she's doing the. The kung fu form and it, number one it looks like she really knows what she's doing but number two the it, it just looked cool in that particular you know like in the in the and the same thing with the other ones like and you see the snake and, and you see the you know like all, like all the other animals doing their thing and it kind of matches what they're doing but uh and there was also a scene in there where she was doing the form but she was just learning so she's like grabbing her own head and stuff and it it's just like really funny you know um yeah, it's a it's a really great like it's a really great way to sort of comedically have the character progress with their martial arts, and I think so. On her bio, it always says that she's um that she's she's like a black belt in like three different martial arts or something. But but again, it's like on this is like I don't know how accurate this is because I've I've tried to look that up, I've tried to find out more, and I haven't been able to get confirmation. I've just found it in various online uh bios whenever i've you know looked her up and how, how many it,
1: it, martial arts questions so you're a lot more knowledgeable about this particular thing than me like how common is like how ubiquitous is the whole belt ranking system I thought that was really specific to certain kinds of martial arts is that like every martial art does that
0: no i mean i when i did muay thai they didn't have belts
1: yeah i mean like i don't i'm like the the the, the the styles they were using are actual like some of them are actual styles uh like martial arts styles um, and i don't i don't remember any chinese styles progressing via belt like that i thought that, I
0: thought was... that kung fu had sashes and i thought that Is they that had a belt. i i don't know i mean i i did kung fu for a little bit and i remember they had sashes of some kind but that might have just been an american thing yeah but the I... guy was moroccan so i don't know and all the students were moroccan <laughs> But well but I I don't know. I don't know. And 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 the thing is if I recall I think that they said she had black belts and stuff like judo. Do you know what I mean? So I don't think it was necessarily the stuff that we were seeing on the screen. But I feel like when I saw her movements she looked like somebody who had practiced moving in that way. Do you know what I mean?
1: Right, it it looked like dragon style. Like I've seen guys do that movement. And uh, a, a lot of the Chinese martial arts have, like, a lot of flourish to them. Like, it's, my favorite ones are always, like, the mana styles. So they get the well, hand things.
0: It's like that thing where the movement starts off at a certain speed and power, and then it accelerates. Do you know what I mean? And then it halts. It's just so, and it, you you need muscle control to kind of do that. And she seemed to have the muscle control of, yeah. of all those movements down. So It's
1: effectively impossible to make those look good unless you actually know how to use them. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, that's the thing I found about them. <laughs> so like, as, as you will recall, I, I did Tai Chi for a while and in Tai Chi, I've never moved in the way in my natural life, even in like any other kind of like fighting I've ever learned. Cause I learned a little bit of judo and stuff like that, that I moved in Tai Chi. It's a, it's a very traditional Chinese style. And, um, as a matter of fact, uh, Bruce Lee's dad, uh, practiced Tai Chi, Tai Chi Chuan. And uh, Bruce was way too energetic for that. Uh, so they they got I think they got him into Dragon Style something like that. They it, as a kid his nickname translated was something like "can't sit still," so he had no patience for Tai Chi Chuan, which he called an old man martial art. Thanks, I Bruce. He
0: was he was Wing Chun Bruce Lee. That was his um, was he Chun. Yeah, he's Wing Chun. I, I believe I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure it was Wing Chun. Because uh-huh. was his teacher. Um, so so yeah, so I I think I think we've you know we've discussed all of the elements of the movie and. Clearly, we're probably going to watch more Polly Kwan films. What do you think in terms of gaming with this film? What would your approach to RPGs be after seeing this? Does this inspire anything for you?
1: Absolutely. There were so many things in this movie that inspired me and got me thinking about game stuff. Uh, Because this is coming on the heels of... uh, What was that last one we watched? Uh, Battle Wizard, which did some uh, similar stuff. Where, like, uh, in this movie there's that jade rock that's a million years old that she lies on that gives her like the ability to withstand super cold and yeah, that's kind of comparable to drinking the blood of the the magical mountain snake it's got like, Well, the, and they
0: have and that that jade rock they have in like condor heroes like uh, 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 Zhao long Nu sleeps on a jade bed that's kind of like that and Yangor also uses it at times um, I, I mean,
1: Cause I, and I was thinking about this
0: uh, directly
1: after watching the movie. I was like, I really do... One of the things I love about Wuxia as a genre and as, as gaming is I love whenever characters practice a form and learn a form or go to a master and they get a new move and that makes them better and more powerful. Like I like that their training and their hard work progresses them. Yeah. You know, that's, that's neat. It's not just, oh, I got this much gold or I killed this many monsters. It's no... I put in the time to get better, and now I'm better. And I like that. But I also like the bullshit Chinese voodoo magic where you drink the blood of a snake and you're Superman. Mm -hmm. So I can like two things. (laughs) So so I like the Jade Rock in the same way uh, that I like the. as it is bullshit voodoo stuff.
0: I do like having stuff like that in games. I guess the question is how do you implement it? Because obviously, you have these things that can accelerate, you know, can cause a character to have a leap in power. Do you key it to anything in order to balance it? Do you just put it in the setting and say, "Hey, it's there," and if somebody finds it, they get more powerful? Um, do, you, do you attach a cost to it so that they get powerful, but there's some downside to the power? What's your approach? Well, I've done a little bit
1: of all of them. I think my preferential one, though, is just it's there. You get the power, and there's really two flavors of it, broadly speaking. If it's if it's a if it's a BS cheaty thing, just get more power all of a sudden. There's two flavors. There's the one dose power where like you only one person can drink the blood of a snake, yep. so that naturally makes one character like ridiculously more powerful than the other ones, which I'm fine with. I think party imbalance can lead to some fun dynamics, and that's one way to balance it is just making it limited. Yep. Only guy can get the snake, but the other one like with the jade rock, everyone in the party obviously would want to take their turn on the rock, yeah. and I think that it's spent in most games that might be kind of an issue where it's like okay we're all immune to cold now all right cool but in in wuxia specifically in the Zhanghu, like that would then be the thing about your group oh these unfreezable bandits
0: yeah yeah no that that would definitely work that would definitely work
1: um so that sort of auto that sort of auto fixes itself in this genre of gaming i find
0: and I, I love I love the the trope of the master, who teaches beyond his death. Do you I mean you have it? I, I remember it was in Sword Stained with Royal Blood as I what I think they took that from. But you also have it in Return of Condor Heroes where Yang Guo learns from uh, uh, you know an ancient master who's already dead from a combination of stuff he finds in a cave and from this this condor that uh, this giant bird that. Uh, was kind of like a disciple of the master. Do you know what I mean? And and so I, I like that you can you can stumble on like a grave site and still almost become a pupil of somebody. Do you know what I mean? That's kind of kind of a cool yeah. idea.
1: Kinda. I, I loved that scene because that's like that whole scene. If you just take that scene and transplant it into a game, it still works. Yeah. You know, you come across a cave. There's bones in the cave and treasure. What do you do? And like. Her reaction is uncommon. It's not like, oh, I'm going to take the treasure and get the heck out of here. There's probably a trap. The treasure is the trap. I'm going to bury this guy. Oh, well, you find the magic freaking dagger that can cut through rocks, which, by the way, that is the like the most subtle and awesome magic item. It's just an indestructible little knife that can cut through boulders. I'm sold. And it's, and it's
0: what and it's what makes her worthy of learning dragon style. So it's nice that it keys up that way with it. It lines up with that that way.
1: And I love that it was tied to this kind of like virtue of benevolence. You know, yeah. oh, you had some propriety. You're worthy of the sword. Yeah. That's cool. Like he, the, the master was clever enough and the movie was clever enough to program in the the need to just demonstrate the virtue before you got the sword.
0: Well, they did. I think they did take it from sword stand with royal blood, if I recall. So it's, it's, uh, you know,
1: but it's, a, clever- but it's a good thing There's to
0: take. What was that? There was cleverness somewhere down the line, so, somewhere uh, down the pike. Somebody was clever. Somebody was clever. Louis Jow was clever. Um,
1: we didn't need to know that. We know Lewis was just clever, but
0: no, but I think it's, 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 it's one of the, the shared universe aspect of these movies is what makes them so cool. Sometimes, yeah. And their ability to just take, you know, these elements from different stories is something that it. They're sort of they're, it works. Do you know what I mean? It it it, it, it works. I I love that the treasure is poisoned. Right. That the treasure is 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 there, to just weed out the unworthy disciples. You know, it's there's something there's something. I don't. I still don't know how I feel about it. Like, is it is this is this a really righteous master who's just really stern and traditional, or is he kind of a bad guy because he's point you know just who's not gonna try to take some treasure, right? Like, it's it's a natural impulse. So,
1: yeah. so there, there was some element of ruthlessness to him that uh, made made him even interesting in death because yeah. we never get to know the guy. He's just a pile of bones when we get introduced to him, and it's, he's. It's,
0: he's a real character in the movie. It's amazing. No, it's very fascinating. I'm, and I'm always sort of struck by how, because I imagine him being this really sort of stern badass, right? Like I picture him being, you know, like, like almost like a, uh, okay, yeah, yeah. Like Mei almost. And, and I, I, I feel like it's interesting that he dies of a broken heart because of Heartbreak Girl. Like that's sort of an odd way for a character like that to, to end up. Do you know what I mean? That he's, he's sort of, wounded and broken hearted
1: you know oh, that's weird what it is weird to think of pi may falling in love so much he dies. yeah yeah like yeah that's that's quite a contrast
0: you know and, and maybe i just don't have a handle on this guy maybe i'm misreading him but but he just seems like a real sort of like i don't know he kind of does what he wants type guy do you know what i mean he kind of does things the right way he doesn't he doesn't bend you know he, I,
1: yeah, he's got a very kind of Confucian set of virtues where he's mm. totally uncompromising. Yeah. Uh, man, that's cool. Like, I like him even more now. He's still just a skeleton.
0: <laughs> what about... I also thought that the Zodiac concept was cool. Like Again, that's something that it would be a little... I don't know how you'd get that going in a game because you don't want to really force that on the players. No, um, I, I wouldn't. I
1: mean, I might have the cave... Uh, where, like, you could only choose one of the 12, maybe, yeah. and that way, like, every player gets 12 choices of what kind of cool kung fu they want. I might do that. It's a real gameable concept. Here,
0: here's what you do. You do, like, a sandbox game, right? And you start the players out not as martial heroes. They're just kind of like her, like the professional mourner character at the beginning. She just, she's not a martial hero yet. Players aren't martial heroes yet. You populate different possibilities in the sandbox, for developing martial arts. And the Zodiac thing might be one of them. Maybe the players go for it, maybe they don't. But it's an interesting path that they could potentially take. And you might have other paths sort of spread out, you know, across the setting. uh, You know, where they could... And the the cool thing about it is you're kind of giving the players the ability to explore and then pick their destiny almost. Do you know what I mean? Because I feel like if the players do pick that Zodiac thing... It's going to be so much cooler to them. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Um,
1: There's, for a long time, uh, what has passed for, like, wushi gaming in in western circles has been a lot of build systems. Like, Exalted is very much a build system where you've got a lot of powers at the beginning. There's a lot of games that, that kind of expect you to build your character but i think that the character the, the martial arts and the cool powers that you win out of the setting by exploring it interacting with it and entangling yourself with it my feeling is that those are the ones that the players really love
2: yeah so
1: that, uh, since i'm kind of the opposite of kevin Simbita, where he always like his his the whole thing is you need to make your character for 3 hours then you'll truly love it and for me i'm like no nah, take 5 minutes to make your character and then you play it and every time you get something from a session you'll you'll love it <clears throat> yeah
0: yeah and, and that that jives with sort of my experience coming up role-playing as a kid you know like the thing that it was always a little bit cooler watching a character naturally progress rather than sort of writing them out whole cloth to me you know i mean and everybody's different some people like it the opposite way but i like that oh this is sort of a development that happened with my character unexpectedly and look where it went and look what kind of character he became he found this sword inside of the cave and that let him here and you know i, I like that and this movie is, you almost want to, you almost want to create a sandbox environment using this movie and like 15 other movies as your foundation. Do you know what I mean? Like,
1: even, Well, I mean, like that's kind of what I'm doing with, with Tansheng. That's really sort of what you did with Wandering Heroes too, yeah. where like, as you explore that setting, as you do this in a sandbox way, you find opportunities to get new powers. Yep. Yeah. So cool. That is so cool just taking a moment to enjoy how cool that is so proud of us good job us
0: well you know (laughs) the um so yeah so any, any other game material in there that you think's worth uh worth exploring oh man
1: um i like i like that the bad guys were a group of bad guys uh that had individual like capability and then had like a a group power that they had yeah that's I've kind of dipped my toe into that a little bit, uh, design-wise, because it sort of makes the five smaller bad guys into one big bad guy. And depending yeah. on how well your how modular your mechanics are, how much they can kind of interlink, you really can do that. Like, and I've got like uh, battle groups in my game where like you can take five dudes and just make one big dude out of them. And yeah. like, you could you'd even say like, okay, they have this one power they can use if they're all together. And uh, you could use it for that. And again, you could use it for uh, the the North Star. A uh, spell, whatever that was, in uh, in Brave Archer, the with the the, tao- the Taoist did. So, I, I, that's that's gameable. That's really gameable. Um, I was thinking when I was seeing all the, the different zodiac fighters that each one of them had uh, w- what uh, let me see what was it called a certain kind of like imbalance in them. Like I think they called them chi imbalances back in Legends of the Wu where if you developed like, certain kinds of kung fu, they would kind of turn you into a monster or a freak. Yeah. And, um... I, I love that. I, I think that's neat. So, I think that there, there's some... There's something there you could tap into and make some nifty stuff happen. Uh, let me see. There, there's just a lot that you could turn into this. Uh, well, like I said, I, I really love the way, like, the land shark is plotting and he's got... Uh, he's got the, the innkeeper, and the innkeeper has the five element warriors. Like I love the, the structure of the villains. Like yeah. they have all these like nuance and relationships. I, I like that as it stood. And I also think it's gameable in that. I, I think it would be fun to interact with the way all of those things fit together and monkey with them. Uh, like as a potential tactical Avenue to messing that whole scenario up. Um, yeah, there was I, this movie was a surprising gold mine. Uh, much like the professional mourner, we sort of stumbled into it and, Look all the with what it led to.
0: Yeah, I, I really enjoyed this one. I was I was delighted by it. And you never know, when you, it's, you know, when you're watching these uh, these odd transfers online, you know, like because we this is on Prime, so we watched this one on Prime, and mm-hmm. and uh, you know, I I hadn't seen it yet, and so I was you know curious about it, and it it I thought that it uh, uh really. Did, it, it, I was worried going in because these are always so hit and miss and this one was great. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, you know, another one I really enjoyed too, I think it was called The Ghostly Face, which I'd really recommend. That also stars Paulie Kwan. Um, that's one, you know, that that's one, again, that's one where the transfer really shows. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm pretty sure it's not the full movie because it feels like portions have just been cut out along with some commercials maybe. Do you know what I mean? It's like that yeah. kind of a video transfer. Um, but...
1: That's that is unfortunately
0: rough. Uh, it's a really rough viewing, but it's a great movie. It's a really enjoyable movie, and I, and, and and she does a great job in that one too. Yeah, despite
1: um, the cropping, despite the poor transfer quality, despite the fact this is dubbed, um, I got to give American Redemption it it's it's really good, and it keeps it's the gift that keeps on giving. Like you don't expect anything from me. see the terrible transfer quality and the cropping at the end, and you're like, oh, this is gonna suck. Yeah, and no it's solid all the way through. And like you said, it's delightful. It yeah. will delight you.
0: I mean, the trick with these movies is you got to give them 10 minutes, give them 10 minutes. Cause your eyes yeah. need to adjust to the quality sometimes. Cause they do tend to be grainy or the sound is a little bit off or whatever. So your eyes and ear need to adjust. And once they do, it's usually fine unless it's really, really terrible. You know, yeah, it reminded me of, uh, it
1: was golden voyage of Sinbad, bad, which also has kind of a graininess to it. I don't think they ever remastered that one, but I'd watch the golden voyage just send that a hundred times in a row without sleeping. You know, uh, it's, it's like that where it's like, okay, yeah. what the thing you're seeing is, is an old film. And so it's going to have some warts. Yeah. 10 minutes and you're totally invested.
0: Yeah. Um, so yeah, so, you know, we'll, uh, I think we should head out here. Um, people should check this out on prime if they want to see it. It's available there again. It's called the Zodiac fighters and it starts probably Kwan. Um, highly recommend it highly recommend her other movies and i think we're gonna be doing some more polyquant it sounds like we'll probably be to yeah, I think some we more other... to. yeah.
1: We'll, we'll let you choose which one but like yeah i want to see more of her she's good
0: all right so we'll, we'll we'll check some of her other movies out and until then we will talk to you later